0: This is the EPFR Exchange Podcast. All opinions expressed by Cam, Todd, and our podcast guests are solely of their own opinion and do not reflect the opinion of EPFR or Informa, its parent company. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for
1: investment decisions. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the EPFR Exchange Podcast. My name's Todd Willits, and I'm joined by EPFR's economist, Cameron Brant. We'll walk you through what our teams were monitoring last week in the data EPFR tracks, as well as what we'll look for in the upcoming week. Cam, good morning and Happy New Year. <laughs>
0: I'm the same to you,
1: Todd. Are you excited for a fresh start in 2021, or does the calendar changing not mean much to you?
0: Uh, I'm looking forward to a fresh start, but I do think uh, we're probably going to be looking at uh, March or April before it looks much fresher uh, than it does currently.
1: Well, in the first week of the year, last week, we saw big outflows from EM. Mm -hmm. I guess my question for you, I know a lot of that came from outflows from China-focused funds. Are institutional investors getting suspicious of the China recovery?
0: Um, I, I think that the institutional investors uh, <clears throat> would still, in general, say uh, China is going to lead uh, the, the major economies out of the pandemic-induced downturn. <clears throat> what they are getting suspicious, though, of though, uh, is a Chinese market where strong retail interest uh, has uh, driven sort of average. Uh, the average level up to, uh, I think it's uh, certainly over a decade high in recent weeks, um, and you know, and I think they're a right to be cautious. They're quite apart from the uh, sustained retail interest, which certainly didn't end particularly well in mid 2015, um, there are some major policy shifts uh, by Chinese authorities towards uh, some of the better-known tech plays, um, and China is going to be resetting, hopefully from its perspective, I think, uh, its trading relationship with the US uh, under the incoming uh, administration of Joseph Biden. Um so there's going to be a fair amount of uncertainty uh in coming weeks, both at the stock uh and sort of geopolitical level so uh taking the profits on order and stepping back a bit i think is is you know a sound move.
1: do you think there's anywhere else that we're seeing this um it's not a hedge, but taking some of the profits off the table are there any other asset classes where that could be at play?
0: Uh, um, You know, I I think uh, high yield bond funds are going through uh, a modest uh, version of that. Um, They benefited greatly from the Fed's implicit uh, support, uh, uh, which was announced at the end of last March. But I think that the risk-reward calculation, even with that support, is beginning to make uh, investors feel that
1: they might want
0: to take some of that particular money off the table and rotate it to other areas.
1: As you bring up the U.S., it seems like it was much ado about nothing this week as uh, coronavirus uh, deaths started Mm -hmm. to peak rioters break into the U.S. Capitol, the Democrats take over the U.S. Senate. What's going on? Are there, is there just no more interest in the U.S. from the investment community?
0: Um, I think uh, it's more a question of the investment community uh, certainly tries to be a forward-looking group. Um, You know, the, the Trump presidency and its its uh, final days has has largely been discounted um and i think you know in investment terms uh what is more important is to look ahead and try and position uh yourself for uh, a new administration with clearly very different priorities um and uh A u.s and global economy that uh, should be unshackled by rising vaccination rates
1: well let me ask you there has been obviously a lot of talk over the last well four or five days now about both options 25th amendment or impeachment uh, if either of those are to truly occur and I know there's some questions around timing for both uh, do we see a reaction out of the markets um, I think you
0: would see a reaction out of the markets um, You know, markets have priced in uh, a fairly smooth start to the new administration uh, much more consistent uh, policy making that uh, is, is not idiosyncratic and partisan. Um, And for the Democrats to spend uh, the next few weeks uh, uh, creating a a final act for the Donald Trump circus, I I do not think would be well received by
1: investors in the markets. Uh, It seems, so final topic for this week, it does seem like the expectation of markets is uh, of... Increasing inflation over the next couple well next year two years uh what what are you seeing and how 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 is that playing out in in the data we track
0: Yes now it is it is it is definitely popping up um despite the 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 central bank narratives of fighting deflation and some pretty- benign indeed even alarmingly low uh inflationary numbers uh coming out of various uh, government statistical departments um, the mutual fund investors that uh, we track through their uh, commitments and redemptions have really held on to the idea that uh, this time uh, you will see a more classical response to uh, the combination of greatly increased. Um, Money supply from central banks uh, and damaged, squeezed, um, retired supply chains um, uh, in the US and elsewhere. Um, the consensus seems to be the, the second half of the of the of this year. Uh, and where we've been seeing it, uh, apart from the obvious uh, inflation-protected bond fund flows, which have been uh, consistently positive and sort of above average levels uh, since the middle of last year um, is certainly in the past couple of weeks in renewed interest in uh, commodities, energies, and go- energy and gold funds, uh, which all had
1: significant inflows this past week. Final question: um, What impact or what sort of reaction? if any, would you expect or are you seeing in the data in regards to cryptocurrency? I know it's not a topic we talk about quite a bit, <laughs> uh, but it is certainly one that's come up uh, over time the, the past couple of weeks as Bitcoin's hit a, an all-time high over 40,000. So wh- where's your head at with that when you're looking through all of the, the fund flow data?
0: Um, To be honest, I may not be giving it uh, the attention it deserves, um, but uh, I think we will be looking at it in greater depth. And here I'm uh, preceding the question you usually finish up these podcasts with, which is what are we looking at next? Um, We are planning to take a closer look at uh, volatility um both uh, in the year we've just left behind and uh, what we might expect in the coming year um as you know uh, the valuations of cryptocurrencies tend to swing very widely uh and it's possible that as we dig into that we'll sort of um we may see that their impact merits further study Uh, In fund flow terms, other than providing an alternative uh, destination uh, for people's investable uh, cash, we haven't seen an enormous um, impact so far, uh, which is not to say that could not change uh, in the coming years. And uh, of late, we've actually seen uh, flows into the conventional money market funds um, pick up again. So uh, there's not a lot of evidence, certainly in our fund flows, that people have abandoned uh, classical cash for cryptocurrencies just yet.
1: Well, certainly a topic that we will be visiting throughout the year. Cam, thanks and have a great week. You too. Cheers. As always, you can find EPFR on LinkedIn and on Twitter at EPFR. To sign up to receive our EPFR daily exchange research we spoke about here, you can visit financialintelligence.informa.com. For questions or to suggest a topic for an upcoming podcast, you can email Podcast at informa.com.